knowledge is power i wrote that down that's like my number one note here i underlined it so like knowledge is power like i want that tattooed on my eyeballs hey guys welcome back to learn with us by 303 today we have everybody here we're gonna go over three four and five how's everybody doing hi i'm doing pretty good the first chapter which is kind of something we need to start doing is minding our own business i really like this chapter he starts off by saying that uh mcdonald's everyone that mcdonald's story i thought that was pretty awesome yeah when i heard that i was like huh makes sense (laughs) i never thought of it before it's almost like a rat race secret everyone else thinks he's just selling burgers but he's so far ahead of you it's not even funny yeah you don't see mcdonald's in a middle of nowhere kind of place like it's usually the busiest three-year intersection no and like they're saying in new york cities and stuff even if his business went under he's got spots in new york city that anybody would die to have oh yeah just to be able to sell their food there yeah they're always right off the interstate well most of the time i wonder if it's true that they own more real estate than the catholic church that's kind of a lot well we we know by Amanda's aunt bought a house right next to them, and when they went to sell it, there's a clause in it that literally says McDonald's still owns the rights to this land. So if they want it, you have to ask them first if they want to buy it before you can sell it. Oh wow! Like, so they even own land that houses are on. They don't own just McDonald's. They own the lot. So they might own that gas station that's right next to it too. But nobody knows that. They're not like, oh, that's a McDonald's wow. gas station. But really, it is. I thought, no, oh, that's amazing. That's what I thought was amazing. Was that's that just something we earned in real life. If they don't own just McDonald's, they own the whole entire land around it. Lot, the whole four corners. So whether they sold off the land or they're getting Jesus. payments yeah. from the Shell gas station or whatever it is, like... That's definitely a smart way to go. I didn't realize it was they were like that. Well, like Robert kept saying, and is that you need to start buying assets. So he bought the land, which was the asset, and put buildings on there, which was burgers. Right. <laughs> my pen, of course, died while I was halfway reading my notes, so they're hard to read. Your what died? Your pen? Pen, yes. I've had really bad luck every time I go to write notes. Either my book falls apart or my pen dies. (laughs) Well, one thing that I liked was that he said that uh, assets that you love will be more beneficial. I might have came up with that, but basically saying that invest in things that you enjoy. That way you want to care about them. Which makes sense. Yeah, well, one cool thing that that they mention is um, you go and you buy nice watches and clothes and all this stuff first as soon as you have a little more extra money when really you should buy your luxuries last because buy an asset first and then your asset will in turn put more money in your pocket. So in the long run, you'll be able to buy even more watches. Or whatever. Wasn't his wife that did that that from the BMW? BMW They waited until she bought her apartment. Oh, yeah, it was a Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Mercedes. Yep. And 
Yeah, they bought it afterwards. I mean, you need a car. If you need a car, like, get you a car, obviously. You got to get back and forth to work. But go buy you an affordable car from, you know, the normal Honda dealership or something. Don't go buy this luxury car that costs you way more out of pocket. I mean, you got to think, too, not only are those cars more expensive, if something breaks on those things, they are so much Which is much where that asset will come in because even though that you car. got the car now, it will also help pay for any other. Or you get another one to help afford all the tires and the oil changes. Yeah, your well, rental income will be keeping up with it. It makes car, me you know? think about which... Not not your don't, money. Don't take this the wrong way because I've, I've been there and I've done it for years. But like being someone who doesn't have a lot of extra money, who lives paycheck to paycheck, at least in the past, I'm a little bit better now. But I would, um, for example, I would get income tax money and having not splurged or, or bought anything all year long, I would mm-hmm. then spend it all because we need this, we need this, we need this, we need this. Had I invested that money, then I can just I can literally think of thirty thousand dollars that just that people probably blow through in five years worth of income tax time because it, it's like oh I've got money let's let's spend it oh let's go out to eat let's do this. Finally, we have extra spending money when really it should be finally we have investment money. Yeah, and that gets yeah for real. That's used up in like a week or two, a lot for a lot of people. If like I think I think it's maybe it's not exactly what he meant when he said mind your own business, but it's somehow very tied to to the idea of paying yourself first. That if you keep working for somebody else and don't mind your own business. Or if you work for somebody else and never save money, then you're kind of wasting the the time because at the end of the day, it's not about what you make, it's about what you keep, right? He was saying that we need to start small. His story is almost unbelievable with the house. I don't, is that the next chapter? I'm getting them all mixed up right now, but. I'm not sure. But where he gets the house for 7000 like, house. because he borrows, but he only had to pay 2000 to borrow it from a friend. Oh, $20,000? Yeah. And he borrows the $2,000 down payment with for $200 from his friend and then flips the house oh, for 60 and yeah. then pockets 40 thousand and like everybody was happy that was like his first breakthrough i think it just seems like he's setting like an unrealistic dream because he can't i can't just walk outside and do it you know well you do have to think that that he's talking that robert did this in what year was it yeah i mean it'd probably be harder to do it for those low prices but you can still do this i agree because i just saw a plot of land in a very ideal area that's ten thousand dollars and if you had 
it all done up. I bet you you could build something there and then definitely make $100,000 in profit. Because you're starting to see everything as a money investment, like the book was going to kind of warned you it was going to happen. Problem is, is I don't know how, how to build the house, but I know I, I could visualize the steps and I could see how it would make a profit, even now, in this horrible housing economy we have. So I have a question. Like the Robert says that, well, he basically says, or maybe I'm inferring this, but he seems to imply that if you don't have a business, then you you won't. It'll be super hard to get that that cash flow that we're working for. Because even us. But it also depends what kind of business. Well, yeah, because he talks about all the the different kinds of assets, right? Yeah. So he considers all of those, I suppose. But so there's a question in the, um, uh, I guess study study section of the book where it says, it asks for the distinction to the reader. It tells them, think of what is your profession and what is your business and how do they defer? I think that's a really good thing to keep in, maybe in mind while we're having a conversation. Yeah, because technically we don't have any business at this point. Mm-mm. I mean. Wait, are, are you, you're you investing in the stock market for now though, right? But that's not really business, that's just stocks. That's like a different source of income. That's, but that's, I think, another yeah. like your. It's a real asset. Well, I know it's an asset. I didn't know if you consider that your business, though. You'd be a it stock is a, investor. It is if yeah. you don't have any other business. So I guess, in a way, we're stock investors then. It's just I business any other, of yourself. Any other source in an outside nine to five job that makes you money? I think so. Right? Yeah. Because he, he, he mentioned seven. He says, uh, Assets could be businesses that do not that do not require your presence. So you own them, but somebody else manages manages them. Then as there's long stocks, as you don't there's work. bonds. Yeah, income generating real estate. There's notes, royalties, and anything else that has value yeah. or produces income. My I literally wrote down assets generate income. So I guess anything anything that that generates yeah, income. income. So like you said, even if you. Oh, so like when we're doing those deliveries for all those companies, that's also almost a business. Mm. Like no, because you're them. working. No, because you're oh, investing your time. True. Yeah, time. somebody else needs to be working. Yeah, it can't, you can't be investing right. your time. So they're the business. <laughs> yeah. Like your our, your stocks that you have, they are working for you. They are your asset. He's also saying you have to leave your money, which is something we're having kind of a hard trouble not constantly thinking that we have this big little pile of money saved up and every once in a while we talk about it and i have to be like no amanda that's dead that's dead money don't touch it Hmm. (laughs) or no connor (laughs) excuse me it's easier to blame you you literally just feel like that money's not even there. You said the other day, I'm going to pull all that money out and I'm going to pay off that credit card and yada, yada, yada. It, the thought comes. It's hard not to just give in to my impulse and say, you have the money, do it. Dude, so like ideally, we were talking with Alita the other day that like ideally we would have enough real assets so that whatever we work on, it's a project that will become a real asset. 
No, that's what I've been trying to spend all my time right. into. That eventually all of it will grow. So if it basically means that if we can get to the point where we have enough real assets that give us income so that we can live off of those um, real assets, and then we choose to work at something that we love so that it, it eventually that which we're working on becomes a real asset itself. And then we just keep doing that and keep doing it and keep doing that. <clears throat> Remember that we were talking about that the other day? That would be... Because working for somebody else freaking sucks. Like I've, for sure. I know people who've been working for other people all their lives and they're miserable. They just, they're, they're just, oh, most, of, most of them. Not everybody, I should, should say. Not everybody. Yeah, some people love their jobs. They, exactly. Like, There's some companies so, I mean, that are amazing. Yeah. Was well, I say, I know me personally, every time I work somewhere for too long, it's kills you. I get burnt out. Right now, yeah, like these people that are that work at the same company for 30, 40 years, <laughs> to be honest, I don't think I could ever do that. I don't think I could ever stay in the same place for that long. It sucks your soul. Oh, there's girls at work that have been there for 30 years, and it, it's like they're literally the worst ones that just don't – and they're not like mean or nothing. They just don't care. They don't care about being there. They're they don't care. The about every time a customer asks for just a cup, oh, you want more water? It's like, <laughs> that's your job. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> But I've been there. I'm just saying, after 30 years, you just give up. You don't care. It doesn't even take 30. <laughs> after like three, four years, I've been at a place. I'm like, this place is literally killing me inside. Like, for no I, apparent reason. I mean, I've been at places where, I've been at places where as soon as I hit a year mark, I'm like, nah, I'm done. So I did, there was one question. I don't normally listen into the questions at the end of the book. Um, but there was one and I was just wondering if anybody else had any thoughts on it. And it was, do you think that self-doubt factors into people's success? Every day, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, that's a whole, well, not the whole reason, I guess, but that's a massive reason. A lot of people never start companies or ideas or projects that they have thought in their head. Like they could have everything laid out like a blueprint print laid out for it but they'll never start it because they have self-doubt like a tradesman who's been doing it for 10 years and could literally steal their boss's job all they'd have to do is get the clientele but they're like oh but it's not guaranteed work my boss gives me guaranteed work mm-hmm. keeps them in track. until you get fired <laughs> true i actually heard a girl say one time i don't i don't remember we we were talking about businesses and starting your own business. And this girl looked me dead in the face and says, starting your own business is the stupidest idea ever. <laughs> People are scared, because so they want to put you down because they've thought about yeah, it. Yeah, she said, because having a job, you know, you have more security. And I just, I honestly didn't even know what to say when she said that. I was so dumbfounded. I was just like, what? Because my mindset is the complete opposite. So I just—it's almost scary when I you just talk to people like that. Couldn't even continue the conversation. I was like, I cannot agree with any of this right now. <laughs> it's like talking to someone about cars when you've worked with cars your whole life, and then you know more about it, and they're just like throw out the most random thing about car, and you're like, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, where did you come from? Yeah, like, what? What are you saying to me? Why are you here? But yeah. 
Um, yeah, the self-doubt or the fear that they won't, you know, be able to to have what they have at their normal job, which I mean, you're not going to have. You'll have that plus more. Actually, though. with any job, you're not going to have the same. Well, yeah, and you're not going to start out with the same salary that you have from your job probably at the beginning. That's why you got to work up to it before you quit your job also. Well, yeah, he suggests that mostly. He says stay at work and then while you're learning, let your business grow in the background. Mm-hmm. He was saying that we need to start small. The only way I could think of starting small would be stocks. But then if you're not supposed to pull out your stocks, well, I don't really, like, I feel like that money's now become its own thing. So, well, I don't know where I've started now. I'm more just waiting. So, something that we have to keep in mind is that when he wrote the book, there was no Robin Hood or Stash and Acorns. So, the only way you could get stocks was through uh, one of those people that would rip, rip, rip you off. The brokers? Like stock a stock broker. broker. They, that, like, those people are, Okay. They just, they're crooks. <laughs> it's like uh, Coming to America. Have you seen that movie, Coming to America? In one of the scenes, there's two stockbrokers, and they explain to an African king what a stockbroker does. And they're like, so if somebody wants to buy stocks in a company, they buy them, and we charge them a fee. And then if they want to sell them, we sell it for them, and we charge them a fee. So what do you call those people? And he says, uh, crooks. <laughs> so, But now it's easy. It's easy. Now you can start saving $5 a week and then immediately investing them. Should you reinvest that though? Is my question, I guess, to put it simple. Should I ever like, if I got $10,000 saved, should I pull that out and put it as a down payment to a house that I would then turn into an apartment that I'd sell or that I'd rent out? Or a rental property. Or should I let it grow because eventually it'd be a hundred thousand like. Well, no, I, th- I think that that would depend on every... You know what I think? Instance. Every case would be different. Yeah, every, every situation is different. Yeah, it depends on your goals. Like some people might want a house and then they're going to use stocks to get the money that they need to get the house. And then you use the money that you generate from having the rental income to reinvest in the stock. Oh, you start putting five, 600 in it instead of just the 50. That's what, that I, we've that's started what I would with. do. I think oh, in, I get what you're saying. in that you type of situation. Oh, yeah. In. But I feel like at that point also too, even if you just wanted a, a house that wasn't a rental, you can use your stocks to pay for that house. For sure. If you get it up high enough. No, we were looking at, wait, I have a calculator for that and, it, it literally blows my mind that what 10 years could do to a stock is. Yeah, this one's super cool because he goes, all right, this is how you get the financial literacy that you need. Kind of. Maybe not yet. What is chapter five or four? It's called the history of taxes and the power of corporations. It's kind of like the secret. Oh, no, that was. I did like this one. The secret sauce. <laughs> the secret of the rich. Boom, boom, boom. Come on, take her away. It sounds like you. you were excited about this one. All right. The, dude, I think that one of the most impacting facts that the book, the chapter made me realize by now was that I work one third of the year <laughs> to pay taxes. And that, so mid, January, February, and March, they 
I pay that in taxes, and I just can't get past that point. <laughs> I almost fell off my seat. No, yeah. it's truly disgusting. I had to. I had to keep reading. Yeah, that part was a little depressing. That's a too lot. much. And you don't even think about it. That's the yeah. worst part without even a thought. You just, here's three months of my life. And I know that this is going to, yeah. And I know that this is going to create a, it's a much bigger argument, but I mean, he does talk about Robin Hood and how he takes from the rich to give to the poor. And, and that's kind of, if it's, I, like the rich in the book, they were in Robin Hood, they were actually crooks. They were stealing the money. Over taxation. So he was basically getting it back. Yeah. But if you think of like a business owner who who's done the paperwork and pays the taxes and everything, if you take money from those from those from producers, people who are producing, and then use it to, and, and you waste it on bureaucracy, and um, what, what would you call just like money that falls through the cracks in the system, mm-hmm. then that's kind of. That, says, that's enraging. That should not happen. Yeah, that's just as bad. It literally hurts us as a nation or as a race where we could be so much further if we weren't literally just letting it pour out the sides almost. It's like having a bucket that has a bunch of holes in it and expecting it to fill one day. Yeah. Then the other thing that's is pretty that deep. the um, chapter mentions... It says that taxes were created to, well, the, the book says sanction the rich. I don't know if that's exactly true. I think that taxes were, well, they they, they, were, they apply to the rich because it, they have more money. So why take it from, from people who don't have money? But then now it's the opposite because while it began taxing Wealthy people, now it's middle class and poor people that get affected by taxes. Well, they said in the last chapter that it backfired as soon as they started the taxes. They're like, oh, trust me, this is going to hurt the rich people. And then instantly the rich people are like, oh, well, I I don't have anything. And they're like, oh, well, then the poor people have to pay this big bill we just made. And they're like, okay, here you go. I think... It's ironic because rich people, people with money, they control. They're basically they will control the government eventually. Sooner or later, you can start. You you can revolt, but I don't know. It's kind of weird. It always tends to go that way. Do you think that? Do you know a lot of people who don't understand this tax idea of how the more work they the more they work, the more they get taxed. The, my only coworker for my job there, he, he gets all excited. He'll be like, oh, man, I just worked 70 hours last week because I went on vacation there. And I'm like, why? After 50, you've ruined, you're doing nothing. After 50 hours, you're giving every dollar you earn away. They're just going to take it. You're making like three bucks an hour. That's how it works out, yeah. I feel so bad for him. Like, I, like I've tried to explain it to him. Like what? Like I, you're not like jealous. I'm like, oh, geez, you poor man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you get a little extra on your paycheck, but like you said, so much more of it goes to taxes. You're, you're not making anything extra. <clears throat> there was one week 
I worked, I served, and let's say I worked 30 hours and my take-home paycheck was um, like $800 and after taxes, it was like $600. And I was like, okay, and that was normal. And then the next week I ended up working like, I don't know, almost 50 hours for some reason because I worked like six doubles that week. And before taxes, I was so excited. I had looked at it and I had added it all up and it was like $1,400. And I was like, holy crap. Like I'm going to have like, you know, a $1,200 paycheck. I'm going to do this and this and this. No joke. My paycheck that week was like 800 bucks. They, I literally was taxed like $500 and I almost threw up. And yeah, I said I that was that the happened. only week I ever worked that much. I was like, this, this is useless for me. The only way that that would. So you Go made, ahead. sorry. You made you made originally five hundred before, or sorry, eight hundred before taxes, and then afterwards, I, 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 or when you worked extra hours, you made five hundred extra dollars. About no, I made same. You made the same before the taxes. You made eight hundred and then fourteen hundred, but you only really made an extra two hundred after working Correct, all those extra because hours. it all went to taxes. And I killed myself that week and I thought it was going to be worth it. I was like, oh, if I would work this hard for a month, I could pay off, you know, this entire credit card bill. But that was completely unrealistic. You got taxed a whole week yeah, worth of pay. By by working more. And then, oddly enough, then when you go to file your taxes, you somehow you don't even get it back one way or another. Like, it's really, really screws you because... And I feel it's like because we don't have the knowledge. I was just going to say that it's because I don't know what I'm doing. Knowledge is power. I wrote that down. That's like my number one note here. I underlined it. So like knowledge is power. <laughs> like I want that tattooed on my eyeballs. <laughs> Do you think that the rich are right or wrong taking advantage of taxes? I can't blame them for using the system to their advantage. I was going to say, I don't think it's right or wrong. I think the rich are smart. Is there people out there who are purposely building cheap stuff and it's going to get people hurt? That's wrong. But is there people who are doing something a little shady on the taxes, but it's because they know how to do it? I don't see that as wrong. Well, I don't think any of it's shady. It's just the fact yeah, that they understand the tax rules and other people It might don't. seem shady to someone who doesn't understand. Like you, what was I yeah. say? Like you say... There's always going to be somebody that's a crook, but most of them, they, well, you know, a lot of them, they just, they know how it works. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like getting mad at an athlete for having a better coach. <laughs> for real. Yeah. Cool. When some people cool. just, there's so much more behind it that people don't understand because they've never ran a company. So yeah, it looks like they're getting away with out paying any taxes, but they don't realize how much money this company had to dish out in order to keep their company running. And how many people that benefited? Like it might look like they made a million dollars that year, but no, they ended up buying new machines that hired five new people that year with that extra million dollars that they, because they, he was saying that they blow it right before it's tax season. They blow every dollar so that it looks like the income was nothing. So well, I feel like that's that helps people out because they're going to expand their business, so that way they don't have to pay the taxes on it. Yeah, like our one of our like our boss will hey, spend new machines. 
$10,000 and buy new dishwasher machines and all these things right before like tax season because he's got to spend it. He said, I either spend it now or I'm not getting it back next year. I was like, oh, suspend their way. (laughs) So that's what I wrote down was that um, owners or businesses or whatnot, they earn and then they spend and then they pay their taxes. And we, yeah, we earn and we pay our taxes and then we spend whatever little measly amount we have left. I think the, the rules for taxation and all the LLCs, L or sorry, S Corp, C Corps, all that. Like there's a lot that I don't know, but I find it absolutely fascinating. Well good. It's overwhelming to me. Taxes is like a game. Yeah, but if you yeah. if you really start digging into it and learning about it, it's a game. And the more you want to know, the more you can use it to your advantage. I want to learn how to play. But if all you do is blame people, well, the thing is, is all you do is blame people and say they need to pay more. Guess what? You're never going to go out and learn these tax rules for yourself. And you're never going to get any of the benefits because instead of reading and learning how they're doing it, you're just pointing fingers. And like they say, even if you did get the money, you're going to end up just paying more in taxes, as we were all just saying. Like, oh, yeah, I make it five more bucks an hour. What What the heck? I'm getting taxed 200 more dollars a week. Yeah, you can either be pissed off the whole time or you can join them. No, that's my problem. <laughs> because you because you being mad, it's not going to change anything. There's another question that's, that's, that I find interesting. It says, what are specific ways that you yourself could benefit from using a corporation for your assets? I can think of our duplex if we could incorporate it to remove or also my farm if i can incorporate those two to remove the liability away from me just in case anything happens that would that would benefit me greatly they they can only go exactly so that's that's one way and then another one would be once i start making a profit then i could use the corporation to to pay me a a salary pre-tax like like the way corporations do although i think i would still have to pay income tax on that right i mean we're gonna have to do that i was homework. just wondering that i was just gonna ask you do you think that you have to tax yourself no that's one of the classes as we were talking about starting to do more classes together that's something i wanted to do llc and all that we need to Either find someone who does know or try to learn ourselves a heck of a lot more. That's one way. What what's um dude, I don't know. Well, it says for us. Can you can you think of um personally and that, the only thing that would mostly help is taxes right now because I have no problem working. Like I'll go put in the hours at work, but it's become to the point where it's not worth it. I've got the perfect amount of hours anymore i'm going to be hurt but if i was working for a company where i could put in the hour somehow and then get back my money and then i could blow it all before tax season and like i have no problem buying a new company car or we need like a company building right now i was wondering how that would work if there's something we were personally worrying about was could we buy a house like dedicate a room to our new company and then that company could help co-sign onto our house because they're going to use that building or they're going to use that room. 
Yeah, I know. Like, if you buy if you buy a building that has a restaurant at the bottom, and then let's say another office space that you lease as a bank, and then two apartments on the top, you could live on one of them and rent the and rent everything else. Oh no, I did have one more question. He said, "Well, my I wrote down what can I use for assets with the bank, whether they are real or not, and." I came up with that because there was a point in the book where he said that he was listing his suits and like paintings as assets. Just that's just personal belongings, but he was actually listing them as assets with the bank and getting like loans from the bank or collateral or something, however, whatever it works. He was getting it off of this stuff to the point where I'm like, what? Like, okay, I have like, I have expensive items. Can I list my $2,000 television? No, so I think I think the bank had the banks have gotten a little smarter now because when we when we got the loan, they asked very intricate questions and they did calculations that at least were enough for me to believe that they were wary about who they were lending their money. Although I do, I have, I, but this is old old references where people say we need to um, what is it called like refinance and then put everything that we have until the last pen and eraser oh itemize it itemize it but then the thing is that now whenever you write let's say on my um report every single piece of machinery that i could have like um i don't know even the car but shells and things like that they they only count for as as for being useful for a couple years so every since the year that you buy it to the bank that loses i think 20 percent of its value don't quote me on the on the amount but it loses value to the bank so even with small details like that they they pay attention to it so so all right still help a little you're saying so then no i i so they depreciate in value so then they're useless because they would come out with a new tv so the tv would be useless i get that so what but could you use things that don't depreciate in value like diamonds or silver or like collections of that nature i can think of like uh lately i've been bombarded a lot with uh watch videos those are those can be real assets if you invest on the ones that don't depreciate in value instead get more and more expensive as they get older like wine, All right, wine so too. Coll- oh yeah. How about a I've record collection? About that. Things like yes. maybe things of that nature. Maybe if we had real record, I don't have anything like. You don't know what you have. You've nothing. never looked at it, but yeah, I'm just saying. Okay, not even not on a personal level. I was just trying no, to understand yeah. what. So as long as it doesn't depreciate in value, technically, even if it's just something you own, and even use. It, it could be listed but as I don't an know asset. if the bank would count it though like for yourself it could be an asset but I don't because the bank is gonna say okay what how am I gonna sell a suit I cannot sell a suit. he did say his suit he said that though right. I have to find the quote but he I remember because we both paused it right after we're like wait does that mean everything at our house is not worth something it depends on what it is no they just count income What's your income? 
And that was also, like he said, 50 years ago when he bought his house. So, like you said, they've updated their systems to be more realistic. Yeah, usually it's like houses and cars, if anything. Well, maybe if we can finish with the four or broad areas of expertise that we need to master in order to, oh, not master, but study in order to increase our financial, uh, our financial IQ are. Oh, you wrote that down, didn't you? Yeah. She said accounting, investing, you got to understand the markets and then the law, which makes, makes so much sense. No, I was like, that's literally a list right there of classes. Like subjects that we need to check yeah. off. And me, the procrastinator of everything, has been trying for what three, four months to learn accounting because I know that it's something I need to learn. And you enjoy? And I even enjoy it. He was saying getting a lot of personal experience from your work was something I almost was wondering. Like, I almost want to become a car salesman just for the experience of learning how to talk to people knowing them learning to read them yeah yeah and do i and do i want to become a manager so i can learn the computer financial bookkeeping skills even if it's like the next three years we learn a skill while we're waiting for our businesses to hmm. the investing i'm wondering if he's meaning that we need to like master doing short terms and stuff or just like we're doing now just finding stocks that are going to grow in the next 10 years and keep going you mean like i don't think dude i don't think anybody only day traders recommend day trading <laughs> true well it's not like day. do they still consider day trading if you do it is that just short term at like even within a couple months Oh, no, that would be swing trading. Swing trading. Days okay. within the same day. No, so he does like say he keeps spring. for a couple of years, I think. One to two years, if I don't remember. So that's what I was just more talking yeah. about was swing trading. Because that's what we've been trying to do is find stuff that's going to grow and stop when it's... Stop and pull out when it's done growing. I think that would include anything. All right, that's going to do it for this recording. Come back. Wednesday we're going to release the second part of this it's just going to be chapter 5 hopefully we can get to 6 and 7 out by next Monday too thanks for joining us see you there